Hey, everyone. Hey, Mike McAllowitz is on the show today. He says, if you don't get noticed, you don't get business. We're here to talk about how do you outmarket the competition. In fact, something he calls your responsibility is to outmarket the competition. I can't wait to ask him these questions. We have got the author of Profit First, The Pumpkin Plan, Clockwork, Fix This Next, and his new book coming out. We're going to tell you all about it. Stay with us. We've got Mike McAllowitz on the show. This is the Not Your Average Joe Show, where each week we bring you sales, marketing, and mindset strategies you need to get to your next level. And now, here's your host, international business mentor, Joe Soto. Mike, doing the drums with it. It's awesome. That's a good intro, man. I just got to get you pumped up, ready to go, Mike. I'm pumped. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. I have a bunch of questions for you. First of all, just I want to give an extended background. So Mike, for those of you who don't know, and, and I put a little bio in the, in the show notes and the bio in the thing, uh, you know, this guy started a couple companies that became multi-million dollar companies. He, he, he built and sold them. Then he lost his fortune. Then he went on a mission to fix what's wrong in business on multiple levels. He's written all these different books. I've got three of them to my side here. Fix This Next one. One of your latest books. My gosh, I just wrote that book, it feels like. Profit First, I recommend all my students. The Surge, you wrote The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, which is like, that's like a cult classic. Oh yeah, a little weird, a little funky. (laughs) Yeah, a little weird, a little funky. That's okay. And the new book, which is called what, Mike? Get Different. I don't even have like a real copy. I'll show you what it looks like. (laughs) <laughs> so this is what the cover looks like, but you can see it kind of pasted on some some other book because I don't even have the real book yet. It, with this COVID pandemic, the the printing and stuff is all messed up. Um, yeah, well, people can go get it at gogetdifferent.com. At the time they're recording, it's still a pre-order. It's coming out September 21st. 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 Yeah, it's in stock at Amazon, ready to ship. It's everywhere. Just my publisher said, we can't get extra copies for the author. I'm like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> How dare them treat you better yeah. than everybody else? Hey, that's awesome. Congratulations on the new book. This is uh, one of my favorite topics, which is marketing. You're going all in on marketing Me too. and you're really out to fix marketing in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, totally. So here, here's what I found interesting, Joe, traveling pre COVID, but even today traveling and, and, and doing virtual presentations, I asked people, what is your primary source of marketing? And the people I speak to are small business. These are companies that do, you know, the big ones do a couple of million, but most of my readers are sub-million dollars businesses. And uh, consistently they say, oh, I, I don't market. Word of mouth, my clients refer me to opportunities, you know, in the, in the chest pounding. And my response to that is, that's wonderful. That's an acknowledgement that your clients see value in what you're doing. Yeah. But that is a real dangerous way to market. If I'm dependent upon my customer to market me, it means I'm at the whim of my customer. What if they say, yeah, we're done marketing or we don't like you as a business anymore. Now they're anti-marketing. So what we need is some way to throttle it, some way that we can control lead flow. And that's why I wrote this book is how do we take charge of our marketing? How do we do it in the most simple and effective way? And how do we, if we offer something that's better than our competition, how do we stand out? Because yeah. we have to get noticed, we're better. Yeah, but you, how do you get how do you get people to say you're better, or the best, or the greatest without you having to say it? How do we yeah, attract well, it? Let's, you, yeah. you talk you talk in the book about uh, attracting attention. I 
I have something I've been saying for a long time, which is I think uh, uh, attracting and earning attention trumps paid for attention. And your book deep dives into both both the attention and engagement piece of this. How do we attract attention and earn it over and over, as you say? C- correct. And, and and not pay for it. It's funny. We look in the traditional marketing san- uh, vantage point. We look at like the Super Bowl ads and say, oh, that's the marquee of marketing. You've arrived when you've Clyde sales clapping around and snow coming down. Right. And like, I don't know. Um, those companies have massive budgets and they spend a lot of money to produce those things. But what's the conversion rate? What's the engagement rate? We as small businesses, we don't have that budget. So we need to do something that is so compelling that invites the audience to, to choose us and to engage with us fully. Yeah. The, the thing is, better is really hard to notice, though. So some people say, well, I, just, I provide better services. And, uh, you know, if, if, if we're in competing industries, Joe, and you answer the phone in one ring for customer service, and I answer in two rings, you're better. Will the customer notice? Probably not. It's it's something that's remarkable, meaning worthy of remark and comment that gets noticed. I'll give you the best example of what they call performance marketing. It's a form of marketing where in the delivery itself, there's an intentional uh, pursuit of new opportunity. I owned a mm. computer networking business. I was a computer guy. And I had all the certifications and credentials to prove I was better than most of my contemporaries. But one day... Uh, among all of my competitors, one stepped in and kicked everyone's ass all the way to Sunday. And it was Geek Squad. Oh, yeah. Geek Squad simply went into performance marketing. They said, oh, we don't have better credentials. We don't have better service. But you know what? We're willing to put on flood pants and tape around our glasses for all of our technicians. And that's what they did. Robert Stevens, he was the founder of that company, yeah. uh, got acquired almost overnight by Best Buy. To collectively, now it's a billion dollar, that's with a B, a billion dollar valuation. Because they weren't better, they marketed better. You know, and here's a side story for you. I met uh, Mark uh, or uh, Robert Stevens back in like 2011, 12, during that time when he was, I think he just finished up his his uh, extension with Best Buy as part of that agreement. Yeah. But he, he handed us his business card and I was there for a business roundtable with the great Harvey McKay and a bunch of oh, wow. our peers were there. And he, Robert Stevens spoke to our group and he hands us his business card. And all it had was at the time, I can't remember, this is 2011, I think it was, yeah. was just his Twitter handle. That's it. It was, <laughs> just his, it was genius. It was just his Twitter handle. And a couple of people were like, well, I, I, don't, I don't have Twitter. And he looked at them and said, well, then you'll never get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah. Here's what's so smart about I, I That's new to me, that story. Yeah. Here's what's so smart about it. It's a singular direct. When I was writing Go Get Different, I, I framed out this thing called DAD. It's an acronym for how to market. First, we must differentiate. You have to do something that that jogs the attention. Oh, there it is. You got the DAD framework. It yeah, jogs yeah, the attention. Everybody else can get it too if they go to go, go, get, different. go get different. Go get different.com. But what it does is it causes the, the prospect to pay attention when there's an unexpected thing. It must be attractive. We talked about that. It must be something that speaks to them. But the last element is you have to give a direction. The key about direction or direct is it must be specific, singular, and reasonable. Well, I like what he did there is he's saying, here's the one way to get hold of me. He didn't say, here's my number, here's my mailing address, which actually causes confusion. If I want to contact him, what's best? Should I email? He's not responding to email. He's telling you, this is the one and only way. It's a very smart strategy. And we all need to be that courageous to say, here's the one way, the best way. 
Yeah, brilliant. Love it. Okay, so you hit on it, and it's one of my questions, and you talk about uh, this DAD framework. Now, yeah. obviously, they can go to go go get different.com, and they don't know this, but if you're listening to this, you're listening to the podcast, you can go to that site, get the book, but also get the resources. He gives you the resources without forcing you to buy the book, which is different. A lot of people are doing, <laughs> book, a lot of people are doing book marketing today, Mike. And they don't give you anything unless you buy that book and prove it first. Oh, right, right, right. Give me your receipt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. You're like, no, no, here's my resources. And I'm going to give you my frameworks. But I know the book will will do what's necessary to teach people how to use these frameworks. But you can go get the frameworks, some of them anyway, in on that site. So I'd go there and then get the book so you know how to use these frameworks. But give us your overview of the dad. Of the dad uh, yeah, framework. so what I, what I try to do, Joe, was uh, – and in my work, you know, when I prop first and so forth, I look at the essence of what we're trying to achieve and then what's the simplest way to get mostly there. Yeah. And uh, with, with Get Different, we want to get more exposure. We want to control over it. So I say, well, what are the steps that really get us there and, and identify three things? This is probably the deepest research I've ever done in uh, how our brain processes information, behavioral processing. The first element, D, stands for differentiate. And here's what's fascinating about the human brain. The human brain is designed to actually ignore. It's optimized, optimized around ignoring things. Right now around you, around me, there's thousands of stimuli. You know, you, I got a pair of glasses here. I got a pencil. I got a mug. All these things, if, they, if I drew attention to them and, and pay attention to them, I, I could be immersed in this for days. Why is it black? Was, who invented the word black? Why, you know, why is it hold stuff? Why does it get cold? Oh, it's going forever. So our mind is designed to consciously or subconsciously just push that stuff out. But it allows three things through every time. Threat, if we're, if harm's coming our way, we'll pay attention. Opportunity, something else service, and the unexpected. Something that's unexpected or we're not familiar with, we have to evaluate. You know, that new bug you've never seen before, it's like, oh, is that going to sting me or is this going to turn into a, a beautiful butterfly? So our mind evaluates it. And that's how our marketing can act. When we present something unexpected, the mind is required to it, but it's wired and required to pay attention to it. So I guarantee you will always get attention every single time if you do different. But one challenge, get attention for about one-tenth of a second. Actually, we can blink faster. I mean, we can process information faster than we can blink just to give context. So then we have to move on to the second part of the framework, which is A. A stands for attract. Whatever we're doing has to speak to the consumer's interest. Is it serve a need they have? Uh, is it fulfill a desire they have? Or is it just invoke curiosity? Or is it entertaining? There, there has to be a reason to stay engaged. So quickly, you got to get to why should I pay any attention to you? And then the last element, we want to move there quickly and efficiently too, is D for direct. So differentiate, attract, direct. Direct is where we give specific and reasonable action on what to take. Okay. Uh, you come to my, you want to buy a car, you know, my website says, give me a hundred thousand dollar deposit to buy a car. That's not reasonable. Forget it. But if my website says, you know, please give us your cell number so I can text you pictures of our inventory that may match your needs. That may be a reasonable exchange. And now we're moving closer to the transaction. Okay. Always use the dad framework. And you can look at your competition's marketing. You can look at your own marketing. If any one of those elements is missing, the marketing is going to struggle to have the greatest effect or it may have no effect. It's a great way to, to model and unpack great marketing from companies that you admire and you can see or feel or get a sense of their great marketing. It's also a great way to see what's missing in your own. That's exactly that. right. And, you know, so it's funny that we were talking about Super Bowl ads. You know, we laud these Super Bowl ads. You got Clydesdale, you got snow coming down. It's beautiful. 
it's different in that it's, it's fresh and new. That's probably the first time you've seen that commercial. Um, there's anticipation built, built around it. People are like, what are the commercials going to be like this year? Which is an attractor factor. So it invokes curiosity. We pay attention to it. What's shocking to me is Budweiser at the end of the commercial doesn't say, you know, text in your, your email so we can send you a coupon for a six pack. They could literally land hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of new prospects and be engaged in a conversation with them if they simply did that. So these techniques, even the big companies are blinded to, and sometimes more money in a situation blinds business. Yeah. In fact, this is just a word of warning. I found the biggest marketing lie that exists is this. If whatever marketing you're doing is not working, you're simply not doing enough of it. Those wow. Facebook ads you're running, you're not getting the yield you want. You got to do more Facebook ads Love um, or you got to run more ads in the paper or whatever. That's a lie. If it's not working, it's usually a fracture in the dad framework. Mm, that's brilliant. Brilliant. And so one of the things that I really appreciate, and this is a common theme kind of in all your books, which is the self-responsibility. You're constantly saying it's your fault, fix it. And the, the theme in this book is, uh, if you want to out market the competition, it's your, it's not just, it's really your responsibility to, it's your obligation to, yeah. and, and if it's not working, it's your fault. Now, what do you say to the business owners who say, but I, I my expertise, I don't know marketing. Yeah. Well, they the just use that as an excuse and say, well, I'll just, so what do you say to them? Yeah. So you, you, you'll discover, let me first talk about the responsibility because here's the biggest impedance and why people say, I don't know marketing. It's not that they don't know marketing. I mean, you found a relationship or are you married? Did you date someone? That's, that's the ultimate marketing. You, you, yeah. you told someone to take this, look at this redneck face. I got like <laughs> someone took this, like, are they kidding me? But I marketed pretty well. So we all have that capability. Yeah. So what we need to do is first realize responsibility. If what you offer is superior to your competition, not necessarily in all facets, but do you respond faster? Do you care more? Are you more engaged? Maybe you are better in all facets. You then have a responsibility for customers to discover that because if they buy the alternative, they're experiencing something lesser. It's their problem, but it's our fault. So if you're better, the ultimate act of kindness is marketing. Uh -huh. So we got to overcome that fear and step into it. You'll find marketing. And in the book, I teach about marketing experiments, really small tests, but you first have to own the responsibility. And once you do that, the rest starts to fall in the line behind it. You, you have a chapter on that, that touches on and, and expands upon actually measuring your marketing and, and really watching the metrics and, and what, what, how do people measure what's working? Because sometimes it's hard to know when you how to recognize great marketing and, or how, what the return is. Like I see it, it looks like it's probably good marketing. I don't know what kind of return they got. Yeah. But that seemed brilliant. In your own case though, what can give you confidence? You might be able to measure it. Yeah. So if you see brilliant marketing out there and maybe someone's not doing your space, definitely do some R and D rip off and duplicate <laughs> and take it internally. I love it. <laughs> and, and then key it. This is a term that direct marketers use. A key is an insertion of, uh, of an action that specifies or points back to that marketing source. Here, here's an example. I send out a, say a mailer, and I send it to you and the, the opening headline on this mail piece says, um, buy our product for 50% off. I do another mailer that says, buy one, get one free. And I want to now put a key in both. So the first one says, you know, 50% off, call this number extension one. The other one would say call extension two. Now I can measure what extension is ringing more. So it's a very simplified key. 
But you can do this in in any format. You know, if you ever listen to like a radio ad, it's like, hey, tell them Joe sent you. That's a key. When 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 people call it, oh, you referred by Joe, that's going into the, the Joe advertising column. Yeah. So we can key any of the marketing that we have and we need to because that's the only way you can measure its effectiveness. Love it. Okay, tell me, um, you know, with all the, and you know, I, I use the word, with all the charlatans, uh, out there teaching yeah. bad marketing. We're, we're overwhelmed right now with people, small businesses getting inundated with online courses, programs. Everyone's become a trainer and a teacher of marketing. Yeah. And many of which, I won't say all, but many of which have never really built anything or marketed anything for themselves prior to right. training and teaching it. And it's just, I'm just right. calling it out because that's the truth. I it's was truth. involved in a program and we, we, you know, that program ended up doing over 40 million in sales and sadly, some of the people in that program that were even involved in maybe teaching it did not have really the experience to be doing so. And we're leading, you know, it's the blind leading the blind. And I think that, yeah. that's, that's a happening today rampantly. Yeah. How do people decipher the difference? And, you know, how do we fix that? Yeah, yeah. So now you have to the consumer Your book side. is maybe a first step in that. <laughs> what was that again? Your book is probably the first yeah, step. Maybe first step. Yeah. So the, first of all, the consumer side, if you're on the consumer side and you're getting this marketing message, um, validate it. You know, it blows me away that I'll get an email from a Gmail account saying, hey, we can, you know, get you 50% off of your inventory. So and so like, this isn't even like, there, there's no website to validate. There's no validation source. So if there's no way to prove it, that's a problem. So in the book, I talk about ways that are uh, how to, bring about attraction. One of the things is authority and authority is anchored to proof. If like LeBron James walks in and says, Hey, I can teach you some stuff on basketball. I'd be like, Oh, you have the authority. I've seen you in games. I've seen, there's all these resources that validate it. If, you know, Yucko the clown walks in and says, I can teach you basketball. There's no authority behind that. There, there's no proof. So our marketing has to have that. And those are attractor factors. Mm -hmm. I identified, I think it was about 12 different attractor factors. One's authority. Uh, an, another one I think was, it's hard to remember at the moment, but curiosity. Yeah. Um, another one is, is simply um, social proof, meaning you've proof of testimonials and stuff like that. If, if you're going to be marketing your business, make sure you back it with that. And if you've no experience, that doesn't mean you can't market. Some people are like, but I haven't done a hundred issues, you know, instances of this. How can I market? You simply tell people, I haven't done 100 instances. You say, you know what? This yeah. is my first time. You're an alpha client. Everyone does betas. I'm at the alpha level. This is brand new to me. But here's the deal. If you're willing to give me feedback as we move along, I'll offer you a discount or maybe even do it for free if you're willing to give me feedback and at the end be a testimonial because no one yeah. wants to be the first client. Honesty and integrity, yeah. this is a shocker, wins out. That, that's a great, how do I get my first client strategy? And you just said it. I mean, that was it. People can rewind this and watch that. For those watching who may go, I'm just entering in the consulting or coaching profession, or I'm just starting my own agency, or I'm just starting out in business. I don't have my first client. That was brilliant insight. Because yeah, marketing uh, is the number one thing you need to do. And, and, and many businesses are starting up, myself included. I was like, okay, I got to get my first client. No, I got to get my marketing going. And the best piece of marketing is to have the proof that you've already done for someone else. So that first one is a marquee client. What I suggest is actually go after a big name because that brings more authority. Go after a big name and say, listen, I'm willing to do X for free. Honestly, I'm going to use your name as a marketing piece. Are you cool with this exchange? And 
when when I have a new prospect, I'm going to say, call Joe and Joe will give you the honest feedback. Are you willing to be honest in a review of me? If you're willing to do those two things, you're getting free services. That is perhaps the best deal you'll ever get. I know you're giving your service away for free. The marketing gain could be massive. Yeah. And, and your intonation and your posturing while you say that is as important as anything else. You're not you're not coming across with a lack of confidence. You're coming oh, no, across no. with, I'm new, but here's, here's the deal, how we can help each other. This is right. I love the way you just framed that. What's your take on, I'm asking because I don't know, what your take on is on this whole thing of omnipresence. We should be everywhere, uh, everywhere that a customer might be able to find us and see us. What's your, what's your perspective or insight on that? I think that's omni-dumb. <laughs> because it's, it, you're diluting yourself. So, you know, I, I think I've prepared a banner. Omnidumb. <laughs> Omnidumb. Omnipresence. With, with, here's why I'm hearing it. So make sure that I'm not responding like an idiot, but I could be, is I'm trying to sell everyone, which forms dilution. Yeah. What I believe is we have to pick A, the community we're going after, and then speak to them exclusively and cater to them exclusively. Um, and and what happens is two things. First of all, the marketing message to them, they think you're everywhere because you're marketing to them constantly. The second thing though, is you start to learn to speak their language. As an example, my first company that was uh, doing computer systems and Robert Stevens kicked my ass, I did dominate one space. Instead of being omnipresent, that's the way I thought I should start the business and market everywhere. I found that hedge funds were my best community. So I started to only market to hedge funds only at the events they were at. And it was within a short period, like 12 months, Hedge funds started coming to me saying, gosh, your brand is everywhere. Your company's everywhere. You must be good. So that perception to them of being everywhere is a big deal. The effort to be everywhere is impossible. And that's why I consider that omni-dumb. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. All right. So how can people get your book again? Let's remind them. They you can, can go, go to gogetdifferent.com. And um, we don't have time to get into it, but you, you have your whole get different marketing process. Oh, the whole process. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a flow chart. yeah. It's on there. And, and the book deep dives into each piece of this. Exactly. Go get the book. You won't, I, I've read, I think all but one of your books. Oh, uh, and you. I re- have been recommending your books since like 2016. So thank you. Thank and you. I, thank you've been writing a lot since then. that's uh, you've written them all like since then, it seems like you became the author guy quick. Yeah. Um, but sharing your brilliant insight from somebody who's been in the trenches, who's done it, and also been evaluating companies who have done it and also failed. Thank you so much for your time today. And thanks so much for writing the books that you write and making the difference that you're making in the world. You're helping my audience and audiences worldwide get different in their business. And we appreciate you, man. That means the world to me, Joe. Thank you for those nice words. All right. Well, everybody next week, join us. And if you haven't got the book yet, go to gogetdifferent.com today. Say goodbye to Mike. Tune in next week for the Not Your Average Joe Show with international business mentor, Joe Soto. 